Two people across two time zones bringing you one podcast. Welcome to Two to Go, a 10-minute idea jamming session for people on the go. This is Dhiraj joining from New York and this is Rohan joining from Mumbai. We talk about anything and everything under the sun that excites us. Rohan, do we talk business? Yep. What about technology? Hell yeah. And artificial intelligence and all of that? Why not? Education check movies check books check <laughs> okay i get it so let's start jamming with to the go to the go welcome to the fifth episode of to the go today's episode we're going to talk about designing for the extremes so what does that even mean so we're going to talk about why the entire process of designing involves being at extreme states of emotion also we're going to talk about the fact that great design always caters to extreme conditions because if you manage to make it work for them you can make it work for anything yeah, and great design i mean let's not use great yet but extreme designs also evoke extreme emotions a very well built product will always find lovers and haters in equal measure and so is equally true for a bad product you know you'll always find people with on both sides of the coin that is true for a lot of products we actually see out there in the world today you know when first electric car i mean tesla is not the first electric car and by the way quick trivia i just found out elon musk is not even the founder of tesla someone else founded it and he was brought on later on. i don't know did you know that oh wow no i didn't know that yeah you're welcome so <laughs> tesla is not the first electric car but it's such a well built car and even today it remains a constant topic of debate about price versus design i mean there is no doubt there are more people who love it and more people who adore the design and you know how does it pack so much power using electric charge as opposed to your conventional fuel but at the same time the price tag keeps a lot of people away from appreciating how good of a design this is the argument goes something like this you know one can always build a car like this if it's going to be this expensive the challenge is how can you make an affordable electric car so we see that you know in products around us i think uh, you mentioned to me the other day about airbnb yeah i mean when airbnb came out uh, the reactions were very polarized because when the founders were pitching about the company to potential investors nobody wanted to invest because the kind of reactions they got either were it was so weird because if you notice how airbnb works is that initially you would have to put out pictures of your home you know your pri- the private areas of your house your bathroom your bedroom things that we close when strangers come in but airbnb was trying to encourage people to put out pictures of your private spaces so that complete strangers would come and stay there and the idea took a while to catch on so people were like that is weird nobody wanted to even go near an idea like that or they found people who loved it and wanted to find out how they could be a part of this movement So you know the founder himself like this is his line he always says that great ideas are always polarizing the mediocre ones are the ones which which caters to the public you know everybody is like yeah that looks like a good idea but if it's great there is going to be extreme reactions when you talk it out loud absolutely and airbnb to be specific actually has a culture within the company of focusing a lot on designing every experience every every single feature on their website so i was reading about how every intern even if you just intern at airbnb you're supposed to ship out a new feature on your first day of hire doesn't matter at what point you are every every employee on their day one has to come up with a new idea and some of them actually ends up obviously getting 
it's due and ends up on the website on the final product. So I love how they even go through this entire design process. Uh, but which other companies could we think of that particularly evokes this extreme reactions or even some processes that we can talk about while designing? So one of the favorite companies that I have when it comes to, you know, design the entire creative process is Pixar. Ed Catmull, who's currently the president of Pixar and Disney Animated Studios and also the co-founder of Pixar. So he says that if somebody were to look at the first drafts of all of these Pixar movies that we love so much and have been Oscar nominated, it is so horrible that you wouldn't believe it is the actual finished product. So one quick example is that the movie Up. You've seen the movie Up, right? I love it. And I cried first 10 minutes. <laughs> so you won't believe the first draft when the story for the Up was pitched to the Pixar, you know, the big shots. The story was, it was supposed to be a movie about a flying kingdom in the clouds. And there were two princes who were fighting amongst each other. And they were polar opposites for control of the kingdom. And both of them fall to earth while fighting. And then they try to find a way to get back up on the kingdom, which is now floating in the clouds. And they have no idea how to go there. That was the first draft of the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and from there, they had to work to the version that now we see and we love so much. Yeah, but you know, I'm pretty so sure, I, you know, I, I almost feel, you know, listening to the first draft that that was a different story altogether. Now, that actually makes me think of an interesting question. If you approach designing products as an artist, should you actually cater to the reactions you get to your art or should you still stick to your core philosophies of how you want to design something and just put it out there and not care about how people think? So let's talk about that in our next segment. So yeah, that is an interesting question. And I think before we jump on to answering it, we have to understand the fact that when you're talking about art and the entire creative process, so there are usually two kinds. One is when you're creating for yourself and you have absolutely no intentions of ever having to figure out how to sell what you're creating. And the other is when you have some form of a, you know, business model in mind. That is usually the case with uh, animation companies and they really have to balance it out because you can't just create for the sake of creating because there are bills to pay. And it's a debate that all great animation studios, including Pixar and Disney have thought of at length. You know, how do you balance it? How do you cater to the demands of the marketing team while also making sure that your creative process is not compromised? Um, exactly. So I think that's why we end up with a franchisee of superhero movies, but some of them end up actually being good because they actually are able to find that balance with something like Deadpool or a Guardian of Galaxy, which, you know, tries to break the saving the earth theme, which we continuously seeing that used to be a money maker, you know, cash ringer for this studios. So yeah, very well put. I completely agree with you. And that balance about finding business and design sensibilities in a product development, that's extremely important. But coming back to designing for the extreme, I truly believe, you know, the whole phrase of designing for the extreme coming from the design thinking methodology, which we practice a lot at Y Center. I mean, why is it even obvious to most of the people out there that if you make something that's going to work for the 1%, and I don't mean the richest 1%, but the 1% of people who might not be otherwise using your product, if you make it for them, it has to work for everyone else. I truly believe in this philosophy, you know, and I've seen products that are 
so well built so robust like just a quick example when we were building this sms platform for africa we kept in mind that we are building this for people who have no internet they have no smartphones and now let's start with that brief and develop a mobile application that actually solves a problem when we were able to do that and if we do end up getting internet our app actually got better with that so that's the power of designing for the extreme what are your thoughts on that uh, it makes sense so what happens is one of the things we teach in design thinking is empathy right you need to first understand put yourself into the shoes of a user so i'll give you a very quick example airbnb again so when airbnb launched the first version of their product they were struggling to find a product market fit because the founder of airbnb happens to be a design major so he ended up making the best ui that he thought was perfect for the product he was making and yet he was struggling to find users so what really happened is when they got into y combinator the founder of y combinator actually asked him where are your users so he said that we have 10 users which is the maximum number for a city and they are all in new york so when he actually ended up in new york trying to find out like for a while he forgot about scale you know because that is what they were focusing on how do you get from 10 to 10000 but for a while they thought hey let's just try and make this platform work perfectly well and you know these 10 users just these 10 users love it so when they ended up at the homes of the users they found that the reason why nobody wants to stay there is because the photographs were horrible most of these were working professionals they would come home at night and flip out their phones and yeah. click pictures horrible and they found out that what they thought was a 2 minute process to create a profile and upload your pictures these people were struggling they took like 20 minutes getting lost and not knowing which page to go on they kept forgetting where the upload button was so you know that is when they really figured that what they thought is perfect is not perfect and that is what we do in design thinking as well you know empathy empathizing with the users knowing what is really required instead of thinking what you think is right absolutely speaking of the love hate relationship when it comes to product development and the entire creative process we have been working on our very own product epic the learning platform which is scheduled to be released in a few days time and yeah we have been going to extremes when it comes to its development as well dharya do you want to shed some light on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to shed light and get you out of darkness so all our listeners if you noticed rohan mentioned that we are going to launch this in few days without actually giving the actual date or a deadline this is number one that happens when you are designing for the extreme because you are trying to really create a lot of ambitious things in your first product yeah we all know about this mvp but when you have a love for the product you know and it's interesting because rohan is on both the sides he designs it but he also has a passion and love for creating this product and i i'm a little more objective because i'm not the one actually coding this work so i come up with all the crazy ideas we have to do this we need a logo that jumps out of people's screens and screams at them you know all kinds of crazy things what has happened in this journey of product development and this designing of extreme in our own cases we have ended up having way too many arguments to actually even forget about what we are arguing about i particularly remember talking about a feature which absolutely when the product actually comes out there people are not even going to notice they won't even possibly give a damn about it but we ended up spending one hour to what one and a half hour debating about why it should be the way it should be and why it shouldn't be the way it shouldn't be on the other either sides so i think this is actually i enjoy this process because talks about the emotional investment we have when we are designing something and it's very important as opposed to having a team where you know one way communication when someone tells a product needs to be built and the coding team starts building it so i think rohan you have an important role to play of course that gap between expectations and reality which happens in every product team you know there is that one person who is the bad cop i think you are that person i am the bad cop 
okay <laughs> no so uh, i mean just for the sake of this podcast <laughs> keeping language maturity in place <laughs> speaking of this podcast is actually a result of having too many arguments because we decided we have to do something that is fun after we spend 2 hours arguing and then it's like let's just talk about things that are fun you know and that's how this podcast was born Okay so let's wrap up thank you so much guys for supporting our podcast uh, this are really fun to record we are very happy for people who support this absolutely and if you guys have cool stories or products and product development processes that you guys love let us know in the comments yes and also if you have an idea for our ne- next podcast because we are running out of them we would be happy to <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much uh, signing off this is dairya from new york this is rohan from mumbai bye guys